0: Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the burning daylight podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast? Well, Spotify has got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily, and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for podcasters. And here's how it works that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time and we uh like we share videos we comment on videos we share news articles and uh, and funny memes so um it's pretty cool um and also if you want to take your conversations to uh with your fans to the next level uh your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get
1: Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your March 28th cattle industry headlines, brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They provide risk management programs to livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, Ag Risk Advisors, they are here to help with current day market fluctuations. You and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you'd like to learn more about an LRP, reach out to an advisor today. Also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within our industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. If you'd like to learn more about their magazine or check out some of their recent issues, click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That will take you over to their Facebook page where you can do just that. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. Finally, Circle 5 Cow School. If you're wanting to learn how to preg check your own cows or start AIing, Circle 5 Cow School is the way to go. Almost every week they are hosting classes somewhere between Texas and Tennessee. If you'd like to check out their schedule, head on over to circle5cowschool.com. That is the number five in there. Or you can go ahead and just give them a follow on Facebook. According to Reuters, this past Thursday, the United States and Japan announced an agreement that will allow American farmers and ranchers to meet Japan's growing demand for U.S. beef. Additionally, the agreement lowers the chances of Japan imposing higher tariffs in the future. There is a new safeguard threshold in the agreement that will require three triggers to be hit before Japan can impose impose a higher tariff on U.S. beef. The agreement puts the United States on a level playing field with countries in the Comprehensive and Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, according to the U.S. Trade Representative's office. The bilateral agreement signed between the United States and Japan back in 2019 did reduce tariffs on U.S. beef over the next 15 years, but the safeguard threshold was not addressed in that agreement. Japan's imports of U.S. beef exceeded the safeguard threshold in 2021, if you can remember back, and triggered a higher tariff rate of 38.5%, up from 25.8% on U.S. beef muscle cuts. So this new agreement will hopefully dodge that situation unless all three triggers are tripped, and that is very unlikely to happen. The North American Meat Institute welcomed the news, saying it will help the U.S. beef industry earn greater greater market access in Japan. In 2021, the United States was the top beef exporting country in the world, with global sales of beef and beef products valued at more than $10 billion, according to USDA data. Japan was the United States' largest beef volume market in 2021 at 320,738 metric tons. Those beef exports totaled $2.3 billion in value, making Japan the second largest value destination for U.S. beef. So as I covered last week, Drovers has reported on the House Ag Committee that will be held the end of, uh, the end of April. And that's going to focus on the beef industry and food prices. The North American Meat Institute, they have quite a response to this announcement. Any questions that have been asked concerning the beef industry have already been answered. This hearing will be the seventh hearing on meat and poultry markets, said Julie Anna Potts, president and CEO of the North American Meat Institute. Uh, NAMI, they plan to have their facts straight for the upcoming hearing to defend their members, which are the packers. And a few of these facts include that fed cattle prices in the fourth quarter of 2021 reached seven-year highs. Despite what the White House alleges, in the 265 months beginning January of 1970 through January of 2022, packers received the smallest share of the consumer beef dollar each month except May of 2020, which was the peak of COVID-related packing plant shutdowns. NAMI strongly believes the fundamentals of uh, supply and demand explain the behavior of beef and cattle markets. Leading economists and market experts have explained how supply and demand are driving prices for cattle and for the consumer. On top of that, the North American Meat Institute says there is data from USDA and other government agencies that demonstrate the market has behaved predictably based on market circumstances. And finally, NAMI plans to provide the committee with a greater understanding of how the food supply chain works with insight, excuse me, with insight about all participants, including retail feeders and other livestock producers. It looks like they're going to come out swinging. Drovers has also reported that Representatives Mike Thompson, a Democrat from California, John Larson, a Democrat from Connecticut, and Lauren Underwood, a Democrat from Illinois, They have introduced the Gas Rebate Act of 2022, another opportunity to just hand out money. So if passed, this act intends to address high gas prices by sending Americans an energy rebate of $100 a month and $100 for each dependent for the rest of 2022 in any month where the national average gas price exceeds $4 per gallon. So who will receive this update? Single tax filers earning less than $75,000 and phase out to $80,000. Joint tax filers earning less than $150,000 and phase out to $160,000. Since the war began between Ukraine and Russia, Biden has blamed the spike in gas prices on Putin. Earlier this month, he actually said that the spike has nothing to do with the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. But the funny thing is, before this war broke out between Ukraine and Russia, it was the pandemic's fault that gas prices were going up, or it was worker shortages, or it was supply chain issues. There has always been something to blame higher gas prices on, but he always changes his story. He always finds something to point a finger at, but it's never his fault. Never. Um, there are many reasons why biden is a terrible leader i believe he is quite possibly one of the worst presidents that we have ever had in history one of the biggest reasons that he is a terrible leader is that he cannot accept responsibility for his mistakes for his administration's mistakes that's what makes a great leader a great leader you can make mistakes but you have to accept them and you have to figure out a way to fix them whether it is inflation whether it is gas prices <laughs> No matter what issues we're facing here in America, Biden always finds someone else to blame. And um, he just goes forward with these terrible mistakes he just continues to double down on, continues to double down on, and continues to drive this country into the ground. While some lawmakers think it would be best to send out government checks to ease the pain of the pump, the Nebraska Ethanol Board released an analysis explaining the conversion of 33% of all E-10 fuel in the U.S. to E-15 could potentially displace 100% of Russian import-generated gasoline. A second piece of legislation has also been introduced to address the situation, the Big Oil Windfall Profits Tax. This was proposed by Representative Ro Khanna, a Democrat from California. And I have to note that he was one of the first to sign on to the Green New deal. I think that needs to be noted with anything he is associated with. Um, And Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat, yes, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, he's a Democrat from uh, Rhode Island. He also signed on And if passed, it would supposedly reduce gas prices and hold big oil accountable. Kana and White House believe that fossil fuel companies are raking in record profits since Russia's invasion of Ukraine has sent gas prices to the moon. So if this bill does come to fruition, U.S. oil companies producing or importing at least 300,000 barrels of oil per day will owe a per barrel uh, tax equal to 50% of the difference between the current price per barrel of oil and the pre-pandemic average price per barrel from 2015 through 2019. The revenue raised by this bill would be returned to consumers in the form of a quarterly rebate under the same qualification from the Gas Rebate Act of 2022, the first act that we talked about. So consumers could see about $240 each year. That would be single filers and joint filers. They could see right around $360 per year if the cost of oil remains at $120 per barrel. That will not even make a dent in some folks' fuel bill. That is nothing, $240 per, per year. They think that will make a difference. And also as our country continues to spiral out of control with inflation, we think the fix is to hand out more money. That just shows you how poor of leadership we have in Washington, DC and how disconnected they are from reality or just how, how they won't even realize How we could easily fix these, these issues that we're facing. They are, they're so stuck on, um, this environmental hill that they're standing on. They will die on that hill. And it is, it is incredibly disappointing to me. That they will not cut the red tape for domestic, domestic drilling here in America. Um, let's cut back on these regulations that we put on oil companies. Let's let drilling resume offshore. That would take gas prices down in a heartbeat. Finally, National Beef Wire, they have reported that the cattle on feed, uh, that cattle on feed report, it came out on Friday. And cattle on feed as of March 1 totaled 12.2 million head, 1% above inventory recorded on March 1 of 2021. This is the highest March 1 inventory since the series began back in 1996. Placements and feedlots during February totaled 1.85 million head, 9% above 2021. Marketings of fed cattle during February totaled 1.83 million head. had 5% above 2021. Uh, National Beef Wire, they also reported on U.S. beef exports, which they are currently on a roll In the month of January, net beef export sales. So this is factoring in imports. When I say net, you have to realize that is factoring in imports. So net beef export sales hit 27,500 metric tons in the month of January. And that is a marketing year high. That is all I have for you guys this morning. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Have yourself a wonderful Monday. I'll catch you later.